again. Who are you? I am Wizra, the sorcerer. I will return. No, wait, please. This is the second time he's appeared. Maybe I should tell the other Thundercats. No, they'd laugh at me. Say I dreamed it all. Wizra has appeared a second time. Next time, we must strike. What are you babbling about, my revolting comrade in evil? Wizra, my dear Sly. It is time for him to return from the seventh dimension. Who is Wizra? A powerful wizard from the ancient days who foolishly fought for the good. Wizra possessed the one thing I wanted above all. The enchanted golden helmet of busy all day as a doctor and she's not getting uh-huh. the, the attention you know that she wants yeah and when she uh, when, uh, and, and he hasn't because um he's not he had been allowed to come into the office until november Removing the nose off the sphinx. She saw He was sent forever into the seventh dimension. Wait, I, I didn't understand why. Wait a second. On the first one she saw. He was sent forever into the seventh dimension. By the sphinx. 
7,000 years, Wizra returns from his dimensional prison for one day. One day! One chance to take from him the golden helmet which bestows on its wearer the greatest power in the universe! The power to control minds! One catch, slide. Those infernal thundercats have built their lair on the exact spot where the seventh dimension touches third earth. In fact, that mirror in the she-cat Chitara's room is the very doorway through which Wizra must come. I see. That is a problem. <laughs> but Mamra has the solution. One she-cat to ensnare
to actually view one of these creatures on the surface of the earth okay now what particular creatures am i talking about okay now ladies and gentlemen okay i know i'm gonna get called crazy i know i'm gonna get called every single name in the book they're gonna say all oh, rfg you know say he's doing dope he's he's on shrooms uh he's he's out there you know say he's out of his mind let me make this very clear that word knowledge that word knowledge okay it really means knowledge oh no it really means knowledge no so what when are you, you talk talking about, about knowledge you're really saying there's no ledge to your consciousness there's no ledge no. to your intelligence which means that us as being a piece of the creator oh. we're supposed to be able to expand our consciousness and it's never supposed to end. There is no ending point. Come on, Chitara. She's the only one fast enough. Hold it right there, intruder. Get your fast Let me down. Do as he says, stranger. The Thundercat Lord, Lionel. Right. But who are you? I am no enemy. While you delay me here, ultimate power falls into the hands of evil Mumra. Well, spit out Mumra. what you're saying a lot faster. Damn, that cat was my pretty. <laughs> now, return <laughs> to thy eternal crouch. It's a lust, the golden. So the gar gar gargoyles could turn from stone into flesh back and forth. And that's what I suspect happened to the terracotta soldiers. Sorcerer. 
about this hollow earth subject once again um, I feel that this is probably the most important information okay um, regarding the importance and the future of the human race on this planet okay Good. Good. Um, this particular video is gonna be going in depth about the creatures that dwell in inner earth that you know the government um, wanted us to think were fairy tale fantasy, but are actually, you know what I'm saying, living, breathing, and existing in inner earth. And from time to time, these particular creatures um, get caught on the surface of the earth. And usually that's like a once in a lifetime event for, you know, normal people on the surface of the earth. Uh, uh, he passed right out. That's Nibiru's signal. Sword of Omens shall never rise again. 
Captain! From the desert of sinking sands! No! Lionel! Here is a message for you! To consciousness, there is no ending point to intelligence. Okay, I hope you guys uh, understand what I'm trying to get at and where I'm coming from. Okay, there's no ledge to knowledge, none. Okay, and everything that this government told us was fairy tale fantasy is actually reality. Okay, so that's what I'm about to get into right now. So let's look at some of these creatures that are actually real, that dwell in, in inner earth, okay, but the government um, wants us to think they don't exist. Oh my God. Okay, the first creatures that, you know, dwell in inner earth, the government doesn't want us to think they exist, that would be the mermaid. Okay, that would be the mermaids. individuals are called the mermaids the mermaids why would they call these individuals right here the mermaids because the original moors came from the nomos and were amphibious called the formorians and the their female counterparts were their maids were their maids and their guides Okay, so they were these individuals were called the mermaids, the moor maids, the moors maids, 
the mermaids. Okay, let's keep it going. Right here. And me. I'm going to show you um, have been mentioned in every single culture's ancient history. Okay? Every single culture look uh, across the planet. Okay, right here we have a griffin, which is a eagle um, that has genetics mixed with either a horse or a lion. This one looks like a horse, a cross between a horse and an eagle. Right here. We have a, a centaur, which is a human mixed with a horse. And that can't be too far-fetched because, ladies and gentlemen, this is what a Sagittarius is. This is the, def the living definition of a Sagittarius. A cross between a, a man and a horse. Oh, no. Chitara! But where's Lion, Osnar? Where are the others? But Mamra is overconfident. He has relaxed his spell. We will take advantage of his arrogance. Thundercat. Who commands you? Only Mamra commands us. For a snarf. Hey! Behold! 
Interesting, isn't it? I thank you, Chitara, for all you have done. And they're immortal. They're both immortal. Will I see you again, wizard? Only in your dreams, beautiful Chitara. Only in your dreams. Well, what did he come in her room to do then? Easily defeated by evil, Snarf. By the power of Jaga, Sword of Omens, come to my hand. Come, I, Lionel, Lord of the Thundercats, command you. I'm glad it all turned out well, but maybe if I had trusted you more and told you about Wizra, all this wouldn't have happened. That's in the past, Chitara. But in the future, we must hold nothing As back from each other. Room, if we are going to remain a team, me know, right? Especially me, Lionel. Thundercats! How are you not going to tell me that? Okay, right here. Like we have uh, the Hydra, the Hydra this. monster. Okay, and, and the Hercules um, movie. And right here. We have a werewolf. Shazam and Abracadabra. Right here we have Bigfoot. Okay. And like I said, if anybody wants to call what I just showed you, all, by the way, all these creatures live in inner earth. All of them. All of these creatures listed. I don't think anybody will be booking their trip anytime soon. <laughs> <clears throat> I don't think anybody's going to be checking it out. I don't know. Unless they check out. I don't know. Dwelling in inner earth. Oh, no. And we're back. Oh, 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 oh,
Egyptian stuff on here. Lots of Egyptian stuff. At last, the chance I've been waiting for. <laughs> I, the Shadow Master, shall end my exile in this shadow realm. My wall shadow shows that an eclipse of the dark moon of plunder is occurring. This eclipse will allow me to send a message to the ancient spirits of evil. And with their aid, I can return to Pandera. Now, go, my wicked terror. Go! <laughs> oh, I remember that bird. Mama. something here I just want to point out that the throne room that they're showing on Thundera actually looks exactly like the design of the Sword of Omens. So where that eye sits in the sword is the same as the royal sword. So it just, it's interesting. It's just interesting, uh, you know, how that's all laid out. I underestimated the combined powers of the Thundercats, Jarga, and Claudius, the father of Lionel, and that blasted sword of omens. Oh! Okay. So not a game. Not a joke. Is an electrician. And anybody who wants to call this pseudo. 
wants to call me crazy, I'm out of my mind, I'm snorting coke. You know what I'm saying? Um, that this is that this is bogus and this is spookism. Well, guess what? If you call this pseudoscience and you call this spookism, guess what else you're calling pseudoscience and spookism? You're calling this pseudoscience and spookism as well, right? Am I? Somebody tell me. Am I, am I wrong? Somebody Let's look tell at me. It, the wall. Let me just explain. This is how I see it. So let's say you look at the Thundercats that are the royal protectors, not just their race that they are of cat people, but they are the, you know, what the masters of the universe are to King Randor's kingdom, like man at arms and all of them, they protect the kingdom. The Thundercats are those warriors that protect Thundera, right? So I think that they also represent, this is just what I think, and I have a right to my opinion, and, you know, it could be debated. But I'm looking at them as the ancient knights. So the knights could be, like, King Arthur's knights, or they could be the Jedi knights. And I believe that what happened, and, and it could have happened more than one time, uh, that these knights, these, uh, you know, I guess if you want to call them magicians to a certain extent, um, they started to be able to, um, use interdimensional powers. And instead of it being about a responsibility to a collective or like to like, um, knights of the round table like we all have this code of honor and we're all brothers and we defend the kingdom it started to be about individuals powers and what they could gain for themselves as opposed to we are protectors of the realm and we all work together it kind of turned into everybody for themselves and I think that that's what led to um you know some groups of beings that were here either leaving or the realm being destroyed, or, what, or rather they left to escape the destruction uh, that was going on. Um, what I believe it was like, um, basically, the ancient spirits of evil, okay? Which would be, I'm not smearing all from the fourth dimension, because I don't know everybody from the fourth dimension. I'm just saying those from the fourth dimension that are evil, the ones that certain knights sold out to, I think that's what we're looking at when we're looking at Mumra, the those that have the secrets of the um the Book of the Dead. Um and uh the sorcerers, I think that they just got so power hungry that, you know, I don't know if it was the most high that did this or whether it was just straight up karma that there were different curses that came upon them if they especially had originally been knights and protectors and if the the power and um you know seeking to do whatever it is that they're going to do it incurred some kind of uh punishment so over and over you see the same story about these knights like Skeletor is one of those knights that just got just like crazed with the power and then he lost 
he lost a lot of his form and just has the skeleton form left. He, I believe that he used to be a knight. Um, and like, if you watch the series Dungeons and Dragons, um, there were some episodes where they showed, um, they were showing Merlin and, and, uh, I believe they also showed some of the, I believe that Merlin was the main, uh, wizard or, and you know, we, we think of this, I wish there was another name. If me as a writer, I hope I can come up with something where I feel like that term wizard and sorcerer and whatever, it, you know, unless you're a child, people tend to have like a very, um, I don't know, we have like this weird, we look at it as, you know, evil when really they, they were the good ones. And then there were the ones that were power hungry and that were trying to get power for themselves. And somehow so many of them broke off trying to get power for themselves that the whole, the balance the balance got overtaken because the those ones that had tapped into the spiritual um, power of the divine, they were they were given that power to be uh, what do you call it overseers of what was going on on the earth. You know, whatever they were here to do when they came. They were supposed to oversee everything and, you know, keep things in order. And instead, they like just like did their own thing and they were doing all this stuff. Um, and I think that uh, it, it, they were tainted by like obviously in, in making deals with the fourth dimension uh, to gain power. But some of them, oh, so what I was saying about the Dungeons and Dragons, uh, they showed the different curses that came upon the knights for, um, having it not be about integrity and responsibility to protecting the realm. And that whole, it's like, there's, there's a, a priest-like spiritual anointing in, having the power and using the power for good, there is a, an order and almost a protection in them having that code of honor. Like you couldn't even get to the knowledge that was necessary to step into that level of power unless you had a level of maturity. And what happened as it became everybody for themselves and there was less uh, cohesion and rules. Um, they got just everybody against uh, each other and, and easily infiltrated by, um, you know, those that were controlled by other realms. So I do believe, excuse me, that this could have happened multiple times. Um, it could have happened uh just before the cats left, before Sy the Syrians uh, left, uh, and I think that it were it was the cats of Sirius and the um, bird-like people um, uh, against the reptilians. I think that's what it was. And um, when I look at the time period, um, I was saying something about Shira the other day when I was telling you, first of all, when I see the birds, it, you have to think metaphorically, okay? I, some other channel was trying to say, oh, you said uh, that um, you said a bird was a flying turtle. And, you know, like they were just sitting there like trying to dissect everything in a very literal way. And I was just like, wow, you are limited. 
you are extremely limited. What I'm trying to say is that they represented um, the branch of the reptiles or the serpent seed that are positive. Um, the bird is like of the same ilk, but of a more positive. So I do believe that the bird people, um, they were somewhere in between. I think it was the cats, then the birds, and then, um, and, and like, I'm not saying this literally, okay? The, the, this is on many, many levels. And if you can raise your thinking, you'll understand it. There are genetics involved. So anyway, the cats, then the birds, and then the completely reptile. Um, and so um, I do believe that uh, the reptiles um, are the ones that um, created or uh, somehow they have some connection to the creation of robots and computers and AI and all of that. So they may have used that technology even then to uh, run the cats out of there. Oh, so I was going to tell you about She-Ra is that when you look at the time timing, okay, we know Hawk Girl is also She-Ra, right? So, um, and they probably both represent Isis, okay? And um, also, uh, okay, yeah. So when you look at that, the, the headpiece, you can see that that is like, it is dealing with ancient Egypt and obviously um, ancient Israel and ancient Egypt, that's all like happening around the same time. But when you see Shira and the she's not having the wings like Isis and they put those wings on the horse, which is Pegasus, which is actually the period that we're in, not quite Aquarius. Pegasus, the age of Pegasus is like in between, okay? And so that Pegasus to me indicates that that was the time when um, Greece took over from the Egyptians. That would have been the time when the Greece Greece took over e ancient Egypt. I think that's what we're looking at. Um because they put those wings on the on the horse and not on her. Um so I do think that that indicates that. So oh, um at some point Atlantis happened and it was the same uh conflict between those that had ancient wisdom and power that were dedicated to um, doing things more in a spiritual order, the spiritual order of the universe or however their hierarchy is, and versus those that were the scientists that were like, well, we are creators on the same level as the most high or whoever we're working for that sent us here because we can create all these beings. And on this earth plane, we are God because we are creating. So they didn't have no kind of rules. And it's like, you know, they just made rules unto themselves. They were like, let's see how high we could go. Let's see how far we could go. So I think there was a conflict, especially in Atlantis, um, and that Greece, that Greek period of what we call Greek mythology, that after the Greeks took over the Egyptians, uh, the it's possible, as far as I know, I don't know everything in the world, but from what I see, it, it sounds like to me, Atlantis came after. All right. All possible worlds, right? Here we go. Indeed, now that you have arrived, They're I tell can officially us. present the reason for this gathering. What kind to do it? My sister, Shuri, 
princess of Wakanda. Why is she bald? Shuri, these are my compatriots. Where's your prince? The Avengers. I'm very pleased to meet you all. You said this was formal. They didn't even say hi. No formal introduction to the team. Just try. They didn't hi. even say hi. So, oh, Miss Marvel said hi. Whoops, sorry. Superhero names, right? Miss Marvel. My brother has told me so much about you. Well, he told us next to nothing about you. Shocking. I've never met a real princess. It must be awesome. Uh. It has its perks. You didn't have to go to all this trouble for us to meet your sister. Who yes, is stunning, I did, because I knew you'd want to date her. We could have just ordered some pizza, watched a movie on the TV. Shuri is the crown princess of Wakanda. She does not order in. Maybe she should. Maybe you should. We are colleagues. Allies. I don't think we are buddies. Oh, no. We're an Avenger. I'm an Avenger. We're practically family. If that is so, we'd know things about one another that the general public would not, correct? Well, yeah, in theory. Then tell me, buddy, what is my favorite color? I'm going to go with black. Black? Soldiers are attacking Manhattan. First responders have been activated all over Who the heck is it? Go to the embassy. But the channel, I can please do not argue. I have go. a suit in my pocketbook. What Wait, I, I have a suit in my pocketbook. How does he expect to get? Never mind. Let's go. What the heck? Okay, people, you know the drill. Protect civilians, stop bad guys. There's no Avengers Assemble song. Avengers Assemble! Anybody got an ID on these guys? Atlanteans, forward! Since you asked. Shockman! People of the service. I am Tiger Shark. I knew it was And this city belongs to me. Wait, we thought Atlantis was gone. <laughs> no, bitch, we're so here. We're coming back. Oh, no, no, you're not. Oh, yeah, we are. You've been throwing bottles and syringes in the water. You think we don't you think we like that? With human bodies and animal heads. <laughs> showing that these individuals okay had two separate species dna dna lineage and th and this is all on the wall and when they got together though what the heck did those kids look like that's what i want <laughs> with human bodies and with animal heads oh, somebody no. correct me if i'm wrong wait are these not instead when they got on the red carpet oh my goodness where did you get that head from what oh this thing yeah that thing oh, i got it from somebody that was on earth a couple of centuries ago you know we dug up that dna here i am again rocking it 
ancestors had a genetic processing program, a genetic splicing program going on on this planet. And you know, you do look at some people sometimes and you feel like, you know what, this person kind of looked like an animal. I don't know what, but Okay, you let's crossed, continue. You crossed with something. Oh, girl, I'm mixed. I know you are. I can see that. You must rule it all. You will fall before me, surface dwellers. Who are you, Zai? All of you will. No, I'm Tornado Shark Man. What are you doing here, Tiger Shark? None of your business. What is this madness? Black Panther. I hadn't thought to find you. I didn't know there were black ones. No matter. Here we go what again. What is what I'm trying to find The out. major gods. Okay, when we go back to Kenneth, oh seven, seven of them had spliced, had spliced DNA. You know what I'm saying? Their, their DNA was mixed with animal DNA according, according to these texts and these hieroglyphics. Right here we have Horus with a, a, the head of a falcon set Okay. You will die just like the rest. You're almost as dark as I am. With the surface world. No, I'm blue. Why is Atlantis attacking now? I'm blue, black. Get it straight. Atuma is a fool. I will conquer this city. I will rule the surface and Atlantis as well. Uh-uh-uh. Better get those marbles out your mouth first. Tiger Shark? He's more like Tiger Tank. Tiger Shark is one of Atuma's generals. He is a formidable opponent. How do you know? Formidable? He went down with one punch. You're welcome for the save, buddy. Save? I was attempting to learn the reason for this attack when... Oh. Thoth? Okay. Uh, Kanoon? And the other thing I see is now I know where the Teletubbies stole that idea to have those geometrical shapes on their head because they just copied Hathor. That's all they did. All of these gods, okay, most of them had spliced DNA with animals, okay? I'm about to get into Anubis in the next uh, couple of minutes. So we have, what do we have right here? Ra. Sobek, Hathor, Gnum, Thoth, Set, and Horus. No, 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 no,
know what I'm saying? Nobody can call me pseudo. Nobody can call me uh, what I what I put out spookism at all. Otherwise, you're calling your own ancestors pseudo and spookism. Ooh, what's wrong? I'm changing into what? Ooh, I don't know yet. Ooh, manimal. Oh, do it again. Because this is what they were telling us all this whole time that these creatures exist. That was my intention. Okay, I'm taking back the one-punch thing. This guy's like the Hulk down here, with fins. Tiger Shark is vastly more powerful underwater. Duh. Oh, crap. He's got a web. You're only the first to fall. All of the surface world will kneel before Tiger Shark. If you thought it was hard to understand me above water, imagine me subterranean. <laughs> And if you want to do your research, get away! Um, when you look at Anubis getting in front of that scale, okay, there was a god that was mixed with a crocodile and a lion, where if your heart was too heavy to, to move on to the next dimension, you were eaten and consumed by a god that was mixed with a crocodile and a lion. I'm gonna eat you, girl. You better get on that diet. So, you think now's a good time to tell me your favorite color? Keep the pressure on. We're pushing them back. I do prefer throwing, Captain, but yes, we are winning the day. Only three people came. Avengers are winning. Is it not now time to use the weapon? We will deploy the weapon when I decide. If I decide. I'm an if you do. Your Go heart is look it up, people. Go look this information up yourself. Okay, so right here. I almost ate Susan Lucci and she's skinny. I almost ate her, but she got away from me. But you, if you're too fat, I'm gonna eat. If one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Okay, seven out of 11. Yeah, no, seven out of 12. Of course it's 12, gotta be 12. I just wanna read these to you on a serious note. Um, I'll try to identify the animals if I can. I don't know if I can. Keep to the plan. So reroute from tier six and three, no? All right, uh, connect auxiliaries at junction beta four five. And, no again, uh, T'Challa, tell me you've got something. I do. Hey, stop that. But anyway, Horus has some kind of bird on him. Set, I don't know what's on his head, honestly. Thoth looks like he's got some kind of pelican. I don't know. Knum, I don't know what that is. Hathor has like some kind of storm headdress on. Sobek, Ra, Amon, Ptah, Anubis, and Osiris. Just so you can 
get those names in your head in case he starts saying these names. Familiarize yourself with Horus, Set, Thoth, Knum, Hathor, Sobek, Ra, Amun, Ptah, Anubis, Osiris. Oh, let's do it again. I'm having enough trouble with tiger shark damage. The Nit is an Atlantean version of the stock tech plasma cable, is it not? Basically, the phase variance is a bit off, but wait a minute. How do you know about the plasma cable? We're not releasing that until the next Stark Expo. That is not important now. I have the solution. I believe if we combine systems, we can create a counter variance pulse and, and disrupt the net. Good. Why can't it do it? Okay, let's do it on the beat. You ready? Uh, uh huh, uh huh. Horus, Set, Tar, Knum, Hathor, Sobek, Ra, Amon, Ptah, Anubis. Someone's out. I think it's yeah. Osiris. Seven oh, Isis. Gods. Osiris and Isis. Seven. Osiris and Isis. I can't believe that I forgot it. Oh, man. Have animal DNA. Okay? So, like I said, if I'm pseudo, if I'm crazy, if I'm out of my mind, I guess the people who built the pyramids and, you I know, carved the hieroglyphics, I guess time. they were out of their minds, You're too. You're losing your mind. Please do not call me buddy. Rerouting tier 4 to upper plating. Repulsor packs charging. Connecting junctions 15, 6, and 78. Ready for counter pulse in 5, 4, 3, 2. He's a new Black Panther. One. He is fine. They better pick a fine Black Panther. I'm ready for somebody fine. Not fine, fine. I want somebody fine. Welcome back. We can use the extra hands. Black Panther, you into Americans? If we win here, the fight is over. It is not over until Tiger Shark. I didn't know Black Widow had um Jedi sticks, fighting sticks. We call the halt, villain. Your war ends here. No, Asgardian. Here is where the war begins. No, I'm pretty sure this is the part where the bad guy gets smacked unconscious and the Avengers win. My lord, the weapon! Now is the time! You are right. Now is the time. Seashell! Attack! The horn of Neptune. Everyone, back! Oh no, it's the got the shofar or whatever that one time when i was in the temple and i saw them blow <laughs> you have it's like no the fish version what's coming none of you <laughs> but you're about to tell us how to... ah was that thing uh, honestly i was kind of expecting more i mean don't get me wrong it was bad but <sighs> the horn of neptune is not the danger miss marvel the danger is in what it calls. What does it call? That. Turn up the volume. 
Megashonks must not be allowed to use the Horn of Neptune a second time. Split the team. It's the only way. Heavy hitters hold the bridge. That means you too, Ms. Marvel. Wait, I'm a heavy hitter? Inconclusive. What's the skinny on this Horn of Neptune thing? What are we actually dealing with? It is a powerful Atlantean artifact. Wakanda keeps track of such items. This is one of the worst. All right. Well, he's used it, and we have our giant sea monster. What more can he do? There are many such creatures in the ocean's depths. The Horn can... I'm in all of them if Tiger Shop wishes. See, this is the kind of thing you share with your buddies before the superpowered megalomaniac tries to take over the world. What's important is finding Tiger Shark. To that, the, the, um, the cataclysm or whatever came after that uh, Greek uh, period with the gods and all of that kind of things. That's what, it, that's what I think right now. And I might evolve on that. But it just sounds like um, if you're going from the way Egypt used to do it, which was the priest class had the power, okay? And then suddenly when the Greeks come uh, and it's all about the, the minor gods and what they can do. And of course you're a god if you can be an alchemist. And if you can do all these different things, you're like a little G god, right? And what was happening, um, beings were being formed out of clay, right? Be beings were being created. So this is, this is, uh, that's a little G that's creating beings, you know, and uh, a lot of uh, genetic engineering going on. And I, and I believe that that is what it's really about. That's when that genetic engineering went on where it was like, okay, Let's just say they, they are, and I believe it's true, that they are the elves of so-called Krypton, right? The, the ones that were sent here to see if they could get whatever uh, substance that they needed to do whatever they needed to do. And from where they came from, they were created, but it was in a dip, it was in a, there was certain rules that the most high or whoever the most high L was that was like, it's going to be done like this. These are the rules, blah, 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 blah. And by the time we get to Greece and after that, they're like, we're going to create, we're going to have sex with whatever we want, we're going to create, we're going to do whatever the hell we want. And then that's when the the most high elves were like, um, we're going to wash that out or we're going to send a comet or we're going to whatever. And I think that's when Atlantis was uh, destroyed. So it's like the same ideological uh a philosophical conflict that has just always been here. It's like, is it the power that we have to to create? Should we be, you know, just like like if we can create animals or beings, should we just, you know, oh yeah, let's let's make this duck glow in the dark? You know, is it about that or is it about 
what animal it was. So we have different things going on on the earth. We have certain problems. We have certain blah, blah, blah. What animal can we create given now that we have cracked this code that we can solve a problem with this animal? Not just that we can just be like, oh, we made that. Oh, look, God made it white and we just turned to green or some crap like that. Oh, look, we did that. Like, is it about that? Or is it about, okay, we got an infestation of this, or uh, we really could use a food source in this certain region, but because of, uh, you know, climate change or whatever the heck you want to say, whatever uh, animal that the people would be eating is, you know, is not as prevalent or is not existing as well, like a fish source or something like that has changed because of algae or whatever. Can you, can you create from a more spiritual uh, yoke of where you're saying, okay, I have the power to create and I know how to dibble and dabble. Can I solve problems with that as opposed to how can I just do random stuff that just serves no purpose, makes no sense, but I could be like, oh yeah, I did it. I'm God. You know what I mean? So, and, and I'm, I'm not judging. I'm just saying that's kind of like the debate. Because one has serves a purpose, and when it's and I th believe that there are animals that were created like that, and I think our little cats and our little domestic pets are exactly that. They were they were created with a purpose, and so because they serve a purpose that actually supports humanity, they have endured and are in harmony with the environment and with us. Okay. Okay, and like I said, if you think this is a joke, if you think this splicing thing is a joke, just go watch. Didn't they make a movie called Splice? I skipped Couple that. I skipped that one actually. I was back. I was traumatized at the trailer. showing that any any living organism's DNA can be spliced with any other living organism's DNA. Hello, people. Because they are, they are a positive force within all of it. Even, you know, like I'm not going to say his name, but there's, you know, a certain person that, you know, does his a scholarship and research. And I, I respect his own research, but he's like, okay, these, uh, these domesticated cats and dogs were artificially created because when they pee, when they pee on the grass, it actually hurts the grass, uh, the ammonia hurt any animal that you know their waste products do not make grass grow you know what i'm saying then they probably are not organic to earth and created by the most high because when the most high creates something he's not going to create something that's going to hurt vegetation he's not going to create something you know like everything that he created it works it all works together synergistically for the good of the whole planet so when you have something that uh, cannot exist on its own um, without uh, human beings and human civilization being at a certain level, then you know that that wasn't one of the, that it's been modified. You know that it's an animal that has been modified, okay? But so even though they've been modified, they were created with mindfully with a purpose that supports um, humanity and so it's a good, it's a good match and it's a good fit.
So going forward, the question I think that that we're facing is you have those that are like, well, we figured out how to do this and we can live forever. But if we if the way that we got to do it is to, you know, I don't know, use children's genitals or something, you know, just like something that's like, let's say something morally corrupt or whatever. And it's like, should we do the advance because we can do it? And should we not go to the highest of our intellect and of our ingenuity? Um, should we should we put a cap on that? Because morally and spiritually, um, we lose an element of our humanity and of our the goodness that the integrity in order to endure and in order to uh, sustain something that has to be at the basis of it or even if it's taken by might even if, no matter how it happens it cannot uh, last indefinitely without being destroyed and then starting again so and I'm I'm not trying to I'm not throwing any uh you know preachy vibes on anything I'm just saying this is the great debate of like, do you go as far as you can go because you can? Or do you say, you know what, Th- this undermines our humanity to do this. Like, uh, if we can go there, what problems are we solving? Are we helping things? Are we saying, like, you know, even with the, uh, you know, okay, I'm not going to go into that. I mean, I could go into it, but um, there are different ways of accomplishing goals that are very difficult that that require uh some serious soul searching you know in terms of human evolution and uh, sustaining life and what is beneficial to the whole planet and what can keep everyone happy and going and living really well um there's you'll hear me say a lot of times there can be more than one right answer and it can you can serve um the highest good of all you really really can but it takes a certain level of objectivity and when you have a root in alignment in what is mathematically righteous there's an innate power in it to sustain to maintain and to sustain without it being um, strenuous or expensive or costing lives. Um, so anyway, I just thought that that to just to explain these episodes to you, to understand that many people, like I've always said, they dismiss cartoons. And uh, I brought it up many times and they say, oh, well, you told us that already. And I said, no, you can't. This is this is like looking looking at mythology like joseph campbell is has always said looking at mythology is just as uh you know insightful as looking at scripture because it's like you look at it once and you think you got it and then you look at the same stuff again and you're like whoa wait a second how did i miss that it's all there it's like literally all there but we just are just like you know i don't know what we're doing are we looking at ourselves <laughs> I don't know what are we doing that we don't see things that like could lead to free energy and free awesome everything you know and just 
you know, having things really, really good for everybody. You know what I mean? Um, we're just not, we're just not, I don't know. I guess it, it just doesn't seem, from where I see it, it looks like it's not a priority at all. Um, and that's, that's, maybe that's the way people have decided on some level. If you do that, you are cool with it. So anyway, I just thought, um, if you really want to, um, you should be able to look at anything, any material and, uh, and get great upliftment from it. And that's why the, this was such a wonderful series for children because they're really developing that whole sense of, you know, what is right and what is wrong. And as you see Lionel, as you see all of them uh, have to make their different decisions and how they, how they fight, why they fight, all that stuff is excellent. Um, building up of the inner man of, of a child without it being religious or being dogmatic. It's just, you know, simple. It's, it's, it just, it's, uh, it's human, you know, human values, universal, universal law is what it is. Um, so th this is really telling the story of the sorcerers and and what I would say because you know I'm always going to look at things objectively and I'm never going to be like oh it's all this and oh it's all I know that good and evil is subjective and that for you to really get the whole picture you have to understand what people and creatures on both sides were dealing with what was it really like what was survival about? Did 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 sorcerers like uh, the Shadow Master? Did he have to do this because there were so many other powerful people? And you know, it's like get in or be nothing. You know, like I don't know. I don't know what it is. I'm not judging. I'm I'm looking at it. I'm trying to understand the mindset and and um. I'm I'm trying to see it from their perspective and trying to understand, okay, well, I do have this power, okay? And it's like, so they're like, I have this power and I don't want to be a, a member of the Thundercats with it. Should should art should they be allowed to, you know, experience their power and do what they can do and do what they can do aside from the Thundercats? Is that immoral? Is that you know what I'm saying? They're not necessarily working for the good of all. Uh, I mean, some of them might be. I don't know, whatever. I'm just saying there's so many uh, philosophical and ethical and moral questions that uh, reveal it to be a metaphor for the same choices that we are up against today as human beings of what what path we're going to take and what lane, what we can do and, and exist. You know what I mean? So anyway, I don't want to get too deep, but I mean, this is just fabulous storytelling here. This is what's going on in your underground uh, military bases. Okay. The cat is out of the bag. Oh, it's no. a rat. Okay. And if you think it's a joke, it's a rat. It might be. Let's go to 
the god Anubis. So wait, this just tells you how, if they were a part animal, how wrong is it to eat animals? Wouldn't that be like eating your family or something? This god Anubis did something very, very profound and uh, Okay, so you see he was banished to the Shadow Realm. You saw in the last episode, uh, Wizra was banished to the seventh dimension. And we know that in Superman, uh, Zod and them were banished to the Phantom Zone. So, like, I'm just trying to get an understanding of all the dimensions and are some of the dimensions, are they, you know, uh, exile or are they higher planes where it's like yeah this is better than the other dimensions that are beneath this is it better is it different is it what is the difference that's just what i find interesting so my exile began as i regained my strength i built my fortress and okay so i'm going to tell you something again i'm going to stop it so whenever i see these beings that have to go to another dimension or whatever whatever it's always these um geometrical shapes that like when you see zod in, in them in superman 2 it's like also that like shape that looks like a crystal and it looks like looks like they're going through crystals or something i, I don't know um and then i'm looking at this dude shadow master's realm and it's looking like an i mean that first set that they showed looked like some kind of ice castle or something kept a watchful eye on thunder waiting for my chance to exact my revenge finally that moment arrived with the destruction of thunder i spotted the noble claudus Lionel making Father. his way to the last escape pod then it happened the violent gyrations of the planet caused the lunar eclipse of the dark moon of Plundell and opened a small portal back to Thundera. Using my So that portal looks like the eye of Thundera, actually. Very somewhat somewhat genius in a way, but I guess there was a mistake that was made. This individual took human DNA. Okay, this this individual right here <laughs> took human DNA oh, no. and wolf DNA. Oh. Okay, Anubis took human DNA and wolf DNA and spliced it. And this is what came out of it. The domesticated dog. The domesticated dog has the nuclear DNA of a wolf and the my no 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 the mitochondrial DNA of a wolf and the nuclear DNA of a human. Let me repeat: the domesticated dog that exists on this surface world has the mitochondrial DNA of a wolf and the nuclear DNA of a human. So 
So that red circle that we see that when they say that's Nibiru and you see that slit in the eye and it looks just like the slit on the Sword of Omens, is that some kind of portal? And he showed up in Mumra's castle looking like a bat, like a Batman. Just saying. to use Claudus as bait to lure Lionel into my shadow realm. There, I will destroy him using the cloak of darkness. And her... <laughs> you can see Mumra smile. It's a mess. Without Lionel, the other thunder felines will fall in short Okay, that is how you get an animal domesticated and not wild. You see, Anubis took the wild, took the wild wolf, the wild aggressive wolf, spliced its DNA with human DNA, and that's where we get this domesticated dog. Okay? Wow. It's not a game, it's not a joke, but here's- I gotta tell y'all, my cat is just watching this completely. You still watching this? He's like, what? Where the mistake was made, there was a certain strain of the of this species that accidentally spliced the mitochondrial DNA of the wolf. No, 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 the mitochondrial DNA of the human and the nuclear DNA of the wolf. They accidentally spliced the mitochondrial DNA of the human and the nuclear DNA of the wolf. And ladies and gentlemen, okay, this is what you got. Why do you seek aid from the ancient spirits of evil? Only their great powers can open the portal between Shadow Realm and New Thundera wide enough. For me to end my exile forever. And I think that's the answer. I think a lot of these, they said that any, I think, this is just my thought. Y'all can debate it. Y'all can talk about it. But what if, and I got my sci-fi brains on, what if the the knights or those magicians and don't taint them with an evil brush. Try to see them just, try to see them objectively, okay? The mo most elevated of the priesthood who left the priesthood to pursue the height of their power and they got trapped up in these other realms and they're tr they were trapped for a thousand years and now they're released and they want to come back to earth just like Wizra did they said oh he could come back for a day 
Well, what if there's a whole different set of rules and they can only come back in different forms or they can only come back in different times for certain lengths of time or who knows how they have to incarnate here? I mean, that that could be like incredibly interesting. But um, I think that's what it's about is the thousand years is up. So like they want to come back. Can you blame them? I mean, I mean, I don't know. What, what do they want? Why are they coming back? I don't know. So it's kind of like, what if they're just like, um, they just want to go back to where they left off. I mean, what if it, what if, you know, time is different once they leave the dimension, once they go through the portal, you know, time is completely different. So what if they come back and it's been like a day and they're like, yeah, let's go right back to where it was, you know, oh, let's do the same crap we did before. I mean, it, it could be. Could be more troublesome than the thunder catch themselves. Oh wait. First he looked like a bat, then he looked like a dragon. And now he looks like a flying werewolf. You guys should watch these old episodes. Shadow Master show you what bad dreams are made of. Sounds like him digesting. Always dreaming of his dad. But it's crazy. Claudus is mine. And mine he'll remain until you rescue him. (laughs) Or I will destroy him. No. 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 What? What a dream. Or was it? No, Lionel. It was not a dream. Jaga! The Shadow Master was a powerful sorcerer. Who here thinks Jaga looks Puerto Rican? Defeated and exiled by Claudius, your father, eons ago. But how can he be here now, Jaga? Look out the window, Lionel. A lunar eclipse of the dark moon of Plundar. This lunar eclipse allows the Shadow Master to project his shadow images across the mystic void to this world. This same kind of eclipse occurred during the destruction of Thundera. Then the Shadow Master must have captured Claudus at that time. Jaga, I must save him. How do I reach this shadow realm? You must use the sword's eye of Thundera to project you through the Book of Omens Ooh, the to book the of Shadow it. Realm. The but Book of Omens? Who knew there was a Book of Omens? Who knew there was a Book of Omens? Sir must have captured Claudus at that time. Jaga, I must save him. How do I reach this Shadow Realm? You must use the sword's eye of Thundera to project 
project you through the Book of Omens to the Shadow Realm. But beware, Lionel. If a sword and Book of Omens are separated, you will become weak and may be lost in the dark world of shadows forever. Thanks, Jogger. I'll have to take that chance. And so Jaga has told me how to enter the Shadow Realm to rescue my father. But Lionel, this could be a trap. I'm going with you. No, Snarf, I must go alone. Besides, I need you here to make sure the sword and book remain together, as Jaga said. Good idea. And I'll search the lair to see if your shadowy visitor is still lurking around. You're gonna leave Snarf by himself? Book of Omens. Transport me across the mystic void You're not gonna to go the get Shadow Realm. Tigre or Shikara to be in there? You're even smarter? Looks like hieroglyphics in that um, Book of Omens. Oh, Lionel, I hope you know what you're doing. Me too. Because if you don't, we'll lose you uh -oh. in that Shadow oh. Realm yeah. forever. I have arrived in the Shadow Realm. Good. No sign of our intruder so far. Oh no, there he is. Oh man, he's right in front of the eye. Yes, Pantro, a bat. Your one weakness and your worst fear. No. Huh? Shadowmaster, let Cloudus go free, and I will take his place as your prisoner. It is you I want, Lionel. Come, Thundercat, meet your doom. What in great thunder! This guy got more animals. Break the crystal so I can help you. I hear you, Father. Hurry up! Make the creature break it. around that's a humanoid wolf with the nuclear <coughs> DNA of a wolf and the mitochondrial DNA of the human so it's a werewolf now instead of a domesticated dog you have a goddamn werewolf 
walking around, okay, out in the wilderness, and you know what I'm saying, in, in, in the uh, <coughs> uninhabited areas of this planet. And I'm gonna tell you, most of them, most of these uh, werewolves, they live in inner earth, okay? They eat flesh, just like you see in the movies, and they live in inner earth. And a lot of them live on the surface as well, but they don't live around heavily populated areas, okay? So I just wanna tell these people that- What do you wanna tell them? He said a word about these wolf people. They're out here, yo. Woman, you want me? Give me a sign. Oh, no. ASAP, before he can use the horn again. Why is he running away? He's got that horn. Why not stay with his soldiers? He is most powerful in water. It does not make sense he'd move away from the river. Unless. Unless. Unless what? Finish your sentences. Oh. Imagine if someone what if someone what if someone left that on your voicemail? <laughs> it's like I smell like I sound I'm lost in a pound <laughs> I'm like the wolf. I'm like you just got here get an app or something. I don't know. Oh no, don't be telling me that. <coughs> I'm not ready for that. Oh no, looking for the forest. I can't. And he brought his background. So vocals. how in the hell do you go from black, quote unquote, African, mel melanated more to... energy signature is stronger here. Tiger Shark definitely came this way. Can you track him? I can. Can you track me? Absolutely, buddy. With your stealth mesh turned off, you're lit up like a Christmas tree. Fine. Follow and be ready. All is well, my lord. Your army will take this city after all. With the power of this weapon, the horn is nothing. This city is nothing. Find the others. Meet me at the rendezvous point. Go! Unless Maybe somebody hear him was saying spliced. Racist words. It's time to wake up. It's time to wake up, people. Because this stuff was on the walls of Kemet tens of thousands of years ago. That our ancestors had a splicing program that was going on. Oh, no. 
okay? So right here we have the werewolf who was spliced, who has the nuclear DNA of a wolf and the mitochondrial DNA of a human. Right here we have Bigfoot who has the nuclear DNA of the monkey and the mitochondrial DNA of the human. Right here, we have a centaur, okay? Uh, mitochondrial DNA of, uh, of a human, nuclear DNA of a horse, okay? This is a cross. This griffin is a cross. Then you better stop somewhere and get something to eat. Don't be telling me about Imagine if someone does that on Valentine's Day. Tiger Shark, what are you playing at? Have you secured the target? How dare you speak to me thus? I dare quite a lot, Atlantean. And you are running out of time. This battle with the Avengers is taking too long. Watch your tone, human. The best laid plans of mice and men often go awry. Robert Burns. Well, the kingdom cats. So brave, so foolhardy. Not so foolhardy. Cats do eat fish after all. Oh no! Eat everything. Would you say that in a sewer? Really? In an eagle and a horse. Juices, are you asking me out and on a date? Is, is that you asking me out? Okay. I can't. I can't. This is a mermaid. Oh. And of course, this will be spliced between a fish. Okay, a, uh, a fish and a human. <laughs> Thing. Thor, what's your status? 
Don't even have no tea. Octopus. Well, I guess does octopus have tea? Hey, Army. You know what would be great? You guys could do whatever it is you're going to do without horns. Please. Now. Like right now. The big brains are working on it. You'll just have to hold the line, soldier. Easy for you to say. No circuitry. No working parts. How can it be just a shell? Two possibilities. A unique lattice of fissures in its structure allowed it to produce its effects when air was forced through. Or, or, what's or? Or, it is magic. Okay, let's reconstruct. These monsters are just monsters, right? They're not trained to obey. They are mindless. The horn calls them and they follow, attacking everything in their path. So this thing has to have an off switch, right? Yes, a counter charm. But it requires the horn to be in one piece. We'll leave you to it. Come on, Cap. Let's say these names again. Kanum, Hathor, Sobek, Ra, Amma, Ptah, Anubis, Osiris, Isis, Knum, Hathor, Sobek, Ra, Amun, Ptah, Adumis, Osiris, Isis, Hathor, Sobek, Ra, Amun, Anubis, Ptah. Oh, that's so cool. Oh, that, you know, I, I still... They're some cool names. I'm still able to, you know, change people's lives with this information because we have to, we, we have to go back to a childlike state, okay? Someone we have to go there. back to a childlike state, ladies, ladies and gentlemen, because the information we've been given with science, okay, is an evolution is proven to have been a lie, okay? So this is what the earth really looks like. Oh! Oh! In, in spirit first so that's why you know what we the affirmations that we say the prayers that we say uh the whole thing of spirituality that people ignore like that's what keeps disease and all these things from progressing if you can catch it while it is in its etheric form you can really knock it out and i do tend to think that people had to have pets are a lot healthier not just because of the physical interaction, but the spiritual interaction. Many humans have household pets in cats and dogs that help them work through blockages. Okay, so that's something we never also don't address, that um, they can help us with blockages. One of the main 
occurrences is that these beings help you awaken your ability to express love. It is very easy to express and give affection to an animal. And for many, this is far easier than expressing love and kindness to other human beings. <laughs> Depending on the individual, this blockage can occur for many reasons. Very often as we grow older, children move away and a, a spouse passes. A, a seemingly natural period of lonely isolation sets in. The interaction with the pet can awaken the flow of love through fond endearment. This interaction awakens the very life force in the isolated caretaker and an interplay that is very therapeutic occurs. We tell you that there is far more design and intelligence in the willing participation of the feline and canine that is recognized. I'm, I don't know if I'm going to have room for all this on this particular show, but it's going to be ongoing, so it's fine. This is, we're going we're gonna to deep dive and explore, and I'm so glad we learned all of that stuff about aquatic animals because, like, people have fish and people have turtles, and, like, all these animals are here to support us uh, moving from this magnetic grid to the crystalline grid so that it has a purpose. The third field between humans and pets. When this third consciousness through interaction is formed, it expands the field of both parties. It awakens within it characteristics that neither of the parties involved had prior to the relationship. In other words, it expands. It stretches the emotional field awareness and indeed the third meld consciousness. And this reaches back into and changes the individual awareness of both parties. The pet opens up your ability to remain positive in allowing you to express love and for you to teach it, in a manner of speaking, to channel the greater part of its divine Syrian consciousness in doing so. Okay, so they open us up and we open them up to express more of their, uh, their spiritual uh, energy. Your willingness for the interaction allows it to achieve its specific purpose. And there's an important growth on both sides unique to the field between the two of you. Your pet uh, operates in group consciousness prior to the melding with the human and the individuality of it was formed in the bond with the human. Are you saying that animals are not individual unless they blend with the human to form the consciousness meld with humans? In a manner of speaking, yes, that's exactly what we're saying. But to be clear, we're not saying that animals do not have individual aspects before the meld. Each of each are incarnate in physical bodies and are indeed subject to the gravitational characteristics to some degree that occur in the astrological influences in all life on the earth. Let me get that again. Each are incarnate in physical bodies and are subject to the gravitational characteristics 
just like yeah so you so your pet is of a, is is born within a certain time and within a certain polarity when the electromagnetic grid was doing xyz and that tells you about its soul and its path and all of that especially in relation to you that makes perfect sense but they operate fully and only in group soul awareness until they form a unique relationship with a human. And I do think that that's the difference when you see... Um... High and low, just like in training. <laughs> uh, you get the other arm. Which one? There's like 10 of them. Wait, what's that? I think it's Sebastian. Wait, is he black? You didn't know that? Oh, your breath. As I put the way they roll. They in for a worse fate. When the boss get hungry, guess who's got the only plant under the sea? Guess who it be? We what the land folks love to cook. They off the hook. Under the sea. That's the surface water. That's the surface of the earth. Oh. So at the bottom of the ocean, we're having too much fun right now. What you have is another ball, okay? And that is the surface of inner earth. That's oh. the surface of inner earth. The whole, the two holes, okay? One at the north pole, one at the south pole, are the major gateways to inner earth. And that is why they are being blocked off by the secret military, ladies and gentlemen. Okay? So this is your real diagram of the earth. The core would they You know they, what? Seriously, let's hear that again, because that's actually very serious. Like state, ladies, ladies and gentlemen. Because the information we've been given with science, okay, is an evolution is proven to have been a lie. Okay? So 632, 633, 634, 635. Yes, we've got our off switch. The mapping is good. It is a perfect replica. See, that wasn't so hard. A couple more compliments and we'll graduate from buddies to bromance. Right. Right. Well, this hologram cannot stand in for the horn itself. It lacks sufficient energy. What? I'm pretty sure my armor cannot generate enough energy. Are you we serious? We need something Excuse at least me. four times as powerful. Something. Did you just hear what I just did? Are you kidding? In the bells. Anyway. Indeed. I believe your arc reactor might be just enough. Your arc reactor is not enough. I know. We have to go with plan B. Right. Tap the city's energy grid. Don't he know Sunfire from the X-Men? Makes sense. 
They've been watching you, Black Panther. Did you know they had you on? They got Wakanda under surveillance. You thought they didn't have Wakanda under surveillance? So this is what the Earth really looks like, ladies and gentlemen. The grid, you see the grid right there on the outside? That's the surface water. That's the surface of the Earth. So at the bottom of the ocean, what you have is another ball, okay? And that is the surface of inner earth. That's the surface of inner earth. The whole, the two holes, okay, one at the North Pole, one at the South Pole, are the major gateways to inner earth. And that is why they are being blocked off by the secret military, ladies and gentlemen, okay? So this is your real diagram of the earth. The core, what they, what they told us was the core of the earth in school. On that little chart diagram, that's really the inner sun. That's really the inner sun that is incubating the secret society that lives in inner earth. I'm so sick of your breath. What are you doing? Guys, seriously, what's the whole You know what that looks like? This is a family cartoon. How would your presence have changed? Ah, never mind. Shuri, please just do it. Are you kidding? I am the original woman. Vibranium gyroforce to the city's power grid. Sisters, huh? You have no idea. Sisters, sisters, sisters. That's why they're called the incunabula. The incunabula. They're getting incubated by the inner nebula, which is the inner sun. Okay. And I will be doing um, more and more lectures on um, these particular monsters that people see in the wilderness. Okay, people that live out by themselves. Oh, by the way, this can be uh, seen as the Loch Ness monster, this Hydra. Okay, that can be seen as the Loch Ness monster because those actually exist. Okay, just like these werewolves, just like this Bigfoot, just like the centaur, just like the griffin, just like the unicorn, just like the mermaid. And if you think it's a joke, like I said, you're not, you're not, you're not bad mouthing me. You're not insulting me. You're insulting. Percent. You should have left your sister at home. Is fantastic. Blow the horn.
What happened? The flash from the stones bothers him. They must be flint rocks. This thing can't stand bright light. Come on, brute. This time I'm ready for you. I wish Lionel would return soon. And where's Panthro?
and my mom had had one ass. What Nice work, team. But we've got some bad news. We got ambushed by some Atlantean stragglers. We lost. And Wakanda's sister is late. Oh, no. Tiger Shark's trail near Embassy Row. Embassy Row? What's Tiger Shark want there? It is not my fault. You just called me at the last minute. Are you Russian? No, sorry. I was doing an impression of Black Widow. If she was black, oh, no. Insulting your own ancestors. Okay, plain and simple. Plain and simple. And you know what I'm saying? You, we all know that they put the truth in movies, they put the subliminal messages in movies. If you think it's a joke, there's a movie right there, Splice. And, and what's funny is this was mainstream. This was actually a mainstream movie that didn't come out too long ago, that came out not, you know, not too long ago. What, 2010? Yeah, this movie came out in 2010, people. Reconnect to Shuri. Royal priority. And another thing. Aren't you the one who strictly forbids us from connecting the embassy to outside systems? Honestly. Shuri, behind you. A pet that has been living with a human and has a very close connection. It's going to be very, very different from an animal that, that has not, you know, been with human beings. So that's just really, really interesting. It sounds like imprinting, doesn't it? The interaction is succinct and builds a personal fragment capable of growing. We're not saying that animals do not have a group purpose without the meld. Group purpose is transformed into a singular service in the expanded field by means of the human interaction with the group soul of the household pet as expressed in the individual cat or dog. Okay trying to wrap my own mind around that group purpose transformed into a singular service in the expanded field by means of the human interaction with the group soul of the pet as expressed by the individual cat or dog so it's therefore the human interaction that creates the individual field within the pet so the animal has agreed to be benevolently programmed in blend with the mental field, emotional field, and personality of the human caretaker for a higher purpose. This is how the third field is created, and the third field is a fragment of human consciousness that benefits both. The primary purpose is to benefit the human, uh, but there's a choice to accept the human on the part of the animal. And when that is mutually accepted, the greater soul excuse me, the greater role of the group soul can be fed into, into the relationship and wisdom, protection, and healing can be given from the pet to the human. So understand this third meld is a conduit that is very far reaching and it is a, an agreement. So, you know, how you treat them is, is, you know, showing how far they can really go in terms of assisting your own ascension. The Atlanteans, Lemurians, and Egyptians in particular interacted with the Philidae in roles of guardianship and wisdom transfer. That's that's why the Thundercats, you see that cat's lair, and then you see, excuse me, they're involved at the same time with pyramids and Ra and all of that because all of this was going on since the Egyptian days. 
the Egyptian temples contain many hieroglyphs depicting the Feli Day, having feline heads, human torsos and limbs, complete with the solar disk of enlightenment. Excuse me. The Sphinx is the reverse, the human head with the feline body. So, how exactly do cats... What happened to the sister? You serious? Splice. Right in front of our faces. Okay? So that this means that every other race of human that's um, not 100% melanated was spliced with a different animal's DNA. Okay? And also these werewolves and these... Um, and these Bigfoot creatures, okay, they were spliced with animal DNA. They were trying, our ancestors were trying to domesticate certain animals and there were certain defects where the nuclear DNA got switched up with the mitochondrial DNA. And this is what you get. We gotta wait until another episode to find out what happened to his sister. Wait, maybe that's the next episode. Oh. oh, you'll have to wait because I got to do something else right now. Enjoy, though. Wow. 
Like the Jedi, you know how they all, they show them as ghosts together, or in ethereal form, astral form? <laughs> oh, welcome back, my intrepid pooch. It seems the Shadow Master has failed. Oh, how sad. Ancient spirits are evil. It seems that our upstart of a sorcerer has failed us. Lionel has defeated him. The lunar eclipse is over. Shall I rescue him from the mystic void? No, We do not reward failure. <laughs> All right, because he didn't want that portal to be open. And then, Lion-O, this large bat saved me from that awful shadow creature. It flew me back to the lair and, 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 and what a night! But where did that large bat come from? What's this, Snarf? These look like dog hair. Who ever heard of a flying dog? Marmot? No. No, that's way. crazy. That couldn't be. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. That was a good one. That was so good. This has been purely for educational purposes. I hope you guys enjoy it. This is some really great storytelling that I'm grateful that I could. Uh, experience as a child and I think there's so many lessons there um, stay tuned for more on uh, the cats and dogs of Sirius got some seriously interesting information for you guys Kyla Powers Radio and the cats you get a humanoid looking ape and you get a humanoid looking wolf. Okay, deep defects, what you call monsters. Not a game, not a game people. Okay, so I hope I was able to shed, you know, a lot of light on this topic. You did. Um, I will be going in further detail about, you know, these werewolf sightings, these Bigfoot sightings, and um, you know, uh, mermaid mermaid sightings as well, and going into exact detail. Emanations that are invisible to our human eye. The wide spectrum that cats perceive in light fields is amazing. Cats see in both non-physical matter and non-matter. Whoa. Cats also are uniquely able to assist humans in not only better understanding their dreams and dream world interludes, but also capable of assisting you in more lucid awareness while in an ongoing dream. 
In other words, greater consciousness, clarity during dream states. Okay, okay. Maybe that's why when I'm sleeping, he's, I look up and he's in my face. I don't know. Dogs <laughs> are more in the field of matter and sense or feel these auric fields and indeed are extremely capable of understanding the direct resonance of the human emotional field. Additionally, so that's why they make really great, uh, you know, the mature actress said that uh, they are emotional needs dogs and they're excellent. They have a specific talent uh, for supporting us emotionally. Dogs assist in helping humans better understand their feelings and emotional blockages and help humans work through them into a better state of balance. Uh, let's see. The service of seeing eye dogs with the blind is another area of service in which the great bonds are created. Dogs are able to feel and smell disease within the human body. They'll often lay their own bodies in the airy area of the human malady and transfer energy to assist in rebalancing any areas that are imbalanced and we know that disease disease is disease right so they are moving energy in our bodies to heal us they will also mentally project awareness to the human of the malady in direct telepathic communication so in other words they can sense something is wrong and let you know that they sense something wrong and possibly be showing you what area on you is wrong by where they uh, put their paw or where they lay on you. So they're showing they're showing us. Now, see, this is my question. If if I've got money and I'm in science, this is what I want to give some money to somebody to do. G can we work with this dog to to train? You know, work with humans and and the pets and and see if you know how specific can they get. How, what, you know, can we really use their skills? You know what I'm saying? If you need a second opinion, why not? Anyway, cats will provide a similar service, but their sense of the human imbalance is visually observed. A cat sees the human auric field in greater clarity, in vivid color and detail. Areas of malady will appear discolored to the feline. Okay, so when they're looking at your auric field, certain areas will appear discolored in the aura, and that's how they will know to lay on that area and purr, um, where they are exuding a balancing frequency with that purr or color to assist your realignment. And, and you're getting back into balance. So they, they, they know what they're doing. The unique melding with human consciousness. The version of Felly Day and Canny Day that are cats and dogs are but a fragment of the full consciousness and energy spectrum of their Syrian aspects. Yet this expression is specifically and purposefully designed for they can become so bonded with the humans that they serve that a unique Third consciousness 
can succinctly evolve between the human and the pet that is extremely beneficial to the evolvement of the human caretaker. I, I think the, the mature actress would love to know this because when she talks about her dog Oreo and, and how special her dog was, her dog was probably doing all of this. The earthing consciousness of the dogs and cats operates more on thought patterns with powerful instinctual triggers. Their designed, benevolent, divinely agreed DNA engineering is such that they have a unique and divinely purposed ability to become allied, programmed in a partnership with the human that they're working with. So we think that they're here to be our little pets and keep us company. And they are literally here. They're here. <laughs> no wonder these cats look at us like, all right, let's get it together. You know, they're here. They're here. They're working with us. They're working on us. When this partnership occurs, these beings are able to telepathically receive thought messages sent by their caretaker. Just as human thought can, I was just thinking about this stuff the other day. I'm not even going to kid you. Just as human thought can program a living crystal. Okay. All right. Okay. I can understand that. The same occurs in a different format with dogs and cats. It may be termed as the formation of a personality aspect of the human within the cat or dog. The pet then is capable of assisting the human in both physical and emotional ways, providing comfort, healing, energy, companionship, detecting illness, sealing auric ruptures, and providing protection in physical and etheric realms. My mom was like really instinctive with I don't even I don't even know if she knew all of this, but when she worked in the nursing home and she would work with a lot of Alzheimer's people, um, she would bring in the different animals and, you know, do pet therapy. And it was just amazing, you know, people that, you know, might have been, uh, let's say, disruptive or, you know, going through different things. And uh, she would tell us, tell me about, you know, and I saw firsthand what uh, the animals could do the presence of the animals, especially when people feel isolated or they feel lonely. Uh, it's just amazing what these animals can do. And to, I was just saying the other day that they have this sort of telepathy that, that, that they can do. And if you attune yourself, you can attune yourself to their frequency you can you can do this communication with them. So they can seal your auric ruptures. Anything going on, whenever you have any kind of dis-ease, know that, you know, it starts in the spirit realm. Just trying to lighten it up a little bit. Sometimes he gets out there with his uh, vocabulary. Uh, so I hope you don't focus on that, but you focus on the information that he's giving you because I literally have not seen this information anywhere. And that's why I thought, stop the presses. This is important for you guys to get it and for us to understand that these mythological creatures that we are seeing in the movies 
um, in all the stories and all the novels and all the books. They really do exist. And uh, it's time for us to wake it up on all of that. Cartoons on Kyla Powers Radio. Scratching at the door. What do you want? What do you want? 